Did Cat say he's coming on? He said that he was making a PB and J, and then he would be on. Was like a Jesus. Tell him to oh, cut it diagonally. Shut up. I do cut my paninis diagonally, though. So. <laughs> oh God. Wait, if we wanted on him on here quicker, wouldn't he cut it straight down the middle because that is supposedly smaller? And that would thus yeah, less time would be smaller. It's less so. less surface area of eating. Yeah, no, but if you cut it diagonally, you have better areas of eating. You know, if you look at a triangular sandwich, like the corners are the easiest part to eat first. You're Shut such up. an idiot, Baines. <laughs> <laughs> the Flyover State Sports Show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on? Welcome back to the Fly Over State Sports Show. I am your very tired because of time change host, Sam <laughs> Long. And joined with me is only one co-host today, Caleb the Bean Man, Beans Ubel. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. He's Jewish. How are you tired from the time change? It happened on Sunday. You can sleep that hour. Dude, I'm going to tell you what happened to me this week. <laughs> I went up to Topeka on Friday to hang out with C-Money, Colby Nelson mm-hmm. himself. And then I don't know what happened, but I couldn't stay awake. So I slept on this futon. Now, the futon doesn't sound too bad, except it's like, you know, <laughs> pretty narrow. And there's like the most uncomfortable crease. Like, it's a stick-up crease. Yeah. So you really can only sleep on like one half of the futon. So I got bad sleep that night, and then I went, started getting sick, went home, fell asleep watching Pac-12 basketball, woke up at like three, went to bed for another like three hours, three to four hours, I guess, was tired all day, and had to be the godfather in a baptism. Watch America, and then I had to drive all the way back here, and then I got woken up at fucking like five in the morning from my regular alarms because I forgot to switch them back. Oh no! You know, I bumped my clock up. I didn't bump my alarm up. I was dog tired. And you might say, Sam, that doesn't make any sense. The time increased. Ergo, your alarms are in the same spot false because i had to wake up at six to get to work on friday so i had my alarm set for when i go to work at six and i only had to be at work at seven today so my alarm still went up as if i was going to work at six which is technically five <laughs> my alarm would have went off at three forty-five as of last week 
I hate it here. I'm so goddamn tired. If you can't tell by the fact that my eyes are 90% eyelid currently. You need like uh, some coffee. No, so Lauren and I, we have this like, we. (laughs) Don't drink coffee. What? What do you drink? What do you drink to wake up in the morning? Water. Okay. Bro, I went six and a half years in college, zero coffee. Oh my God. Yeah, bro. I'm built different. I'm not built the same. I want you, your. You're built the same. You're oh my god! I'm built different. Anyways, Lauren and I, we have this like decorative wa- uh, clock in our uh, dining room area, mm-hmm. and when the during the fall when we went back an hour, like we were just like too lazy to change the time, and like it was kind of funny because anytime somebody would come over or like my parents or her parents would come over, they'd look at the clock and be like. Is that the time? And we're like, no, it's off by an hour. And they're like, you didn't change your clock? No. Oh, guess what? It's right now. So, you know, we've been holding out this whole time and it's right. <laughs> it's just funny because we kept, we just kept looking at the clock. And we mutually agreed. Like, we didn't even tell each other it was off. We just mutually agreed. We're not changing the clock. <laughs> Beans and Lauren's last stand. Our clock at work today, you know, it's just like a regular, like, circle clock that's like, I don't know, yay big. Yeah. That, like, is, that's in every fucking uh, classroom in America. And, you know, it's like pretty high up. So no one even bothered to change it today. <laughs> and then our GM came over, realized that no one had changed it. And he's six, seven. So he just walked up, plucked it out of the air, <laughs> changed it, and plucked it back up. And everyone looked at him and was like, you are one tall fucking bastard. Does he want to play basketball on Wednesdays? I need a guy. I need a six foot seven guy. Honestly, dude, he kind of looks like like not like the best athlete. Like, I don't know how to describe it. He looks like a farmer, but (laughs) if he was also like, he looks like a farmer that you sent to college. So he has the athleticism of a farmer, but like the appearance of a college kid that used to be a farmer. Okay. I don't know where that came from. I don't I know. Very tired. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the NFL offseason, Sam. Yeah, I know. So we so we got a good show for you guys today. Maybe. We we hope it's good. It's probably crap. <laughs> but we're gonna, you know, lead off this show by talking NFL offseason so far. And then we're going to have some special guests join us around 7.30 our time, hopefully, maybe. We told them to come in at 7.30. We'll see when they pop in. And we're going to talk March Madness at that point. So that's pretty much what you're getting. You're getting some NFL. You're getting some college basketball with some extra dudes. You can take it or leave it. Now, Beans, it was a massive, and I mean goddamn massive fucking trade that happened in the NFL on Friday. I think it was Friday. It was. The Carolina Panthers decided to lay their big, fat, you know, nuts on the freaking table and say, I want to draft a quarterback with the first overall pick. And they traded pick nine, pick like 60-something. They traded away pick nine, pick 61, 2024 first, 2025 second. And the player that was involved in that trade was DJS Moriaeus. 
DJ Correct. Moore. Yeah. And David John Moore. And in return, Carolina just got back the singular number one overall pick. I refuse to believe they couldn't have gotten like a seventh round pick back. That's I, you know, I was wondering the same thing. Like you look at the trade and like Carolina I don't know. I feel like they gave a lot. I mean, Chicago definitely. We can both agree. Chicago fleeced Carolina, correct? Uh, I mean, maybe. I think it kind of depends what you do with that other pick. I mean, if you trade down again for more stuff, I mean, I would say yes. I, I think it is very unfortunate that you are likely not going to get one of Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, or Jalen Carter, depending on what happens with Jalen Carter and his legal situation and where he would go in the draft. Um, I think that is supremely unfortunate if you're Chicago, um, but whatever. They, the team stinks, and they just need, you know, they, they need a lot of things. So, I mean... Yes, the assets they got back for that pick are pretty good, especially for a team that might trade down again, per reports. Yeah, um, and if you looked at, if you ever heard the other candidates that were trying to trade up to that number one spot, you know, we heard teams like Arizona or Indianapolis, Carolina, you know, these were the kind of the big three people to and Houston, but what, what did they have that they could possibly give up to uh, to Chicago to get them to that number one spot. And I think they took the best deal possible. And that was with DJ Moore, pick nine, pick 61. And I think the other two were just throw-ins of the hat. Um, so I think this, this was probably the best deal that they got. Um, you know, you heard links of Indianapolis trading away Michael Pittman. I don't think Indianapolis is giving away one of their top receivers when they want to bring in a quarterback. You know, it's just like, you just didn't see it happening. So I think this was the best deal that they got and they ran with it. Oscar thinks that they can still compete if they get the right guy. So, I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense on their part. I think, I don't know. Carolina is building something. I don't well, know. And then, and then, well, and then the GM came out. What's their GM again? I keep forgetting his fucking name. Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyways, um, he came out and said, oh, well, we definitely might not, like, you know, use that pick. We could possibly yeah, trade back. They, they just realized that they had fucking. I think they it. got yeah, I think they got bullied on Twitter. Like they got onto the Twitter replies and saw what people were saying. They're like, oh, shit, the crowd didn't like this. Uh, so no I don't they didn't like it. Who the f- dog? Who the fuck is this new quarterback going to throw to himself? Terrence Marshall Jr., Shai Smith and LaVisca Chanel. Two notorious draft busts and some guy that no one has like ever heard of in their life. And Tommy and Tommy Tremble. But I think there was just multiple holes that they could have been replaced. Don't sneak Tommy Tremble in retort, you. He's got Tommy <laughs> Tremble on his Dynasty League team, and Tommy Tremble will never be a thing. You I am I'm holding I'm holding out. I'm dude, I'm holding you out. You realize that this is one of the better tight end drafts, like you know, I know five years, and if they just who are they going to pick them with? They traded all the picks away. No, go just draft someone in the fourth round. It'll be fine. Luke Musgrave, you get the same yeah. out of Tommy Tremble as you do with Luke Musgrave. Cap. Luke Musgrave is considered one of the best tight ends and was considered one of the top two tight ends until he got hurt this season. Well, that's besides the fact. All right. So, anyways. Beans is quaking in his boots. <laughs> 
No, he I'm is, not. not I'm holding out for my draft knowledge. I'm holding out for two players. I'm holding out for Tommy Tremble and Matt Corral, which they've also came out with don't, that. Say, don't even you. <laughs> you could sell. You could sell him for a ham sandwich. <laughs> Anyways, no. So you, Matt, you there's could, a. No, I wouldn't they, even. You could provide me the ingredients for the ham sandwich and like trade them for me just making you the ham sandwich, and I still wouldn't do it. But that's what Carolina came out and said was like, hey, we're going to possibly trade back from the number one. But also we're talking about trading our past third round pick, Matt Corral, which I don't know what you could get in return for Matt Corral. It's hard to say at this point, considering the draft that's coming in. He didn't play last year. He looked good in the preseason, but showed flashes, but got hurt, was out this season. So you don't know what you're going to get with that. You know, it's just kind of like, what did Carolina do to put them? I feel like they moved back you know i feel like they didn't well, take a step forward at all jimmy clausen again holy shit it it's hard to say like carolina is just making a bunch of weird decisions and i don't know if like frank reich signed up for this <laughs> frank reich, i just feel like he just keeps getting bopped in the back of the head poor guy god carolina is weird <laughs> by the way, everyone keeps saying it's CJ Stroud, and I just don't see it. I don't see why they would want to take CJ Stroud. You know, like, did they move up for Will Anderson? Do they really need that much help on defense? Like, my God, could you imagine if they took Will Anderson? Oh my God, they would just get fucking eviscerated. The only player I could see, maybe they moved up to have more ammunition to trade back and then take somebody like an Anthony Richardson possibly. Are they, are they just trying to, were they just trying to get Chicago to eat like all of fucking DJ Moore's contract or something? It, it, it's not like Carolina was that strapped on cash. Yeah. But like, what if you're just trying to tank for Caleb Williams? Ah, you didn't think of that. They could he be, but Caleb Williams, not good. but you gave up all your assets in the trade to get Caleb Williams. Cause you don't have the 2024 first. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you can't even tank for Caleb Williams because it's not even an option. And who do they have on their roster other than Brian Burns where you can get a first, where you've got to hope that that team won't be in, you know, got to hope that that team will lose enough games to be in the top 10 to get. I forgot about Brian Burns. So, like, they're going to stink next year, by the way. If I'm Carolina fans, I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm so upset. Yeah, that, that team is going to be some fucking ass cheeks. That's all and I know. I will say Chicago, like, they've spent money today. They've gone out and paid players. So they, they're offseason. You know, you might not like the players that they signed, but they're making moves. You know, you know what's worse than, you know, making bad signings? Not making any signings at all, in my opinion. I think they're just yeah. trying to trying to sign guys, get bodies in the door. They have to pay the Chicago tax. They sucked. They they were horrible last year. You're gonna have to pay Chicago tax, pay extra money. So getting somebody in like a Tremaine Edmonds, or uh, I can't remember who else they've signed today. Uh, you have you have to pay that tax. So you bring TJ Edwards, TJ TJ Edwards. So you're bringing in these guys, you know, and you've got all these picks. You got DJ Moore. You had Chase Claypool from last year. Young quarterback in Justin Fields. You know. These guys are making moves that look positive on their end. So Chicago fans, I wouldn't be complaining quite yet. I would not be complaining until you get to about week six of next year. That's my opinion. Dog, I am so low energy right now. I don't know I'm telling you, you, man, you need to you need to drink some coffee. 
I have a coffee maker now. My mom bought it, so that way she could make coffee whenever she came over to my place. <laughs> there you go. Go make really, some coffee. I really thought the spaghetti would wake me up, but it did not. No, it's because of the carbs in the system, and then it makes you tired. It makes you on a... I know. Well, that's all I had. All I had was spaghetti, so... You need um, some... Uh, no, I think Carolina is dumb. They're going to take Anthony Richardson, by the way. Everyone thinks CJ Stroud. They're going to take Anthony Richardson because they're really stupid. That's what they're going to do. They're not going to trade back. They're going to take Anthony Richardson. Dog, why not? Fuck it, right? Like, so, you, might as well just, you might as well just try and hit a home run here. And then Bryce Young can just go to the Texans. And everyone will be like, wait a minute. The Texans, that play didn't even matter. Yeah. But hometown made a move today. Yo. What do you think we of the trade? Signed, uh, we signed a man. God, you were so tired. I, I, dude, no. Okay, what happened at work today was someone asked who we signed, and literally Lewis as a last name is the only thing I can think of, and now it's stuck again. It's Juwan it's Taylor. Like, yeah, it's Juwan Taylor. I don't know why I thought it like, Yeah, he was like first name Lewis. <laughs> we signed Mercedes Lewis. Bro, fuck no. We don't need a goddamn pet in this room. That's what Gavin wanted to hear. No, so the Chiefs signed Ju- Chiefs signed former Jaguars Juwan Taylor to a four-year, $80 million contract with 60 mil guaranteed. Was that a win in your book, yeah. Sam? No. Gross. Super gross. Mega gross. You know, I, I'm trying to talk myself into it. And so yeah, when... Gross. <laughs> No, like a lot of fucking guaranteed money. It is a lot and of guaranteed money, and that's scary because that's what we're gonna put at left tackle who hasn't played left tackle since college. Exactly. Um, maybe they're bang- right. I mean, Orlando Brown played right tackle, moved to left tackle, and did okay. <sighs> <laughs> Big yawn. Big yawn. <laughs> No, um, and so didn't ask Jawan Taylor worse than Orlando Brown. I don't know. Like, do we really want to think about the positives here? Because Jawan Taylor is better at pass blocking than Bro, what Orlando Brown. I would argue that the pass blocking means nothing because Patrick Mahomes drops too far in the pocket for the pass blocking to mean anything. So we should have a run blocker instead. But if you look at what Doug Peterson does, his offensive play styles is almost very similar to how Andy Reid does who because you know yeah, why? Trevor, but Trevor Lawrence isn't, so, you know. No, I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence is the same as Patrick Mahomes, but the concepts of what uh, Juwan Taylor learned is going to be the same as what Andy Heck, Andy Reid, uh, they're, they're, they're going to run for the Chiefs offense. So I think that's why the signing made sense to them was because, you know, he kind of ran the same offense as what Patrick Mahomes and them are going to run this year. So no, I, I get it. I don't. And he's, he's always healthy. I, he, I think he's only missed two games in four years or something like that. Like he's never hurt. He's never, or he's never been, he's never been injured. I'm sure he's had to sit out the last game because of quote unquote injury. All the stars always sit out that last game. You know, if they're winning in the division or they're not going to win the division or whatever. Oh, Jacksonville winning in the division over the last four years. Yes. I'm aware that we played them in the playoffs this year. So, you know, he's always healthy. He's he's there, you know. Oh, man. 
I don't know, man. I I don't know. What is the average market value for a left tackle, I guess? Well, the high end is about 20 mil. <laughs> like, I can tell you, 20 mil a year yeah, is about yeah, the high end. end about 20 mil. For God's sake, so we gave him high-end fucking... We, See, I was trying to find the silver lining. I was like, ah, maybe, you know, maybe we paid Jawan Taylor right tackle money to play left tackle. It would have been perfect. But no, we just gave him high-end left tackle money to play left tackle when he's a right tackle. Or, Orlando Brown's contract is, from what I understood, he's asking, he's wanting more than 22 a year. Boy, we saved like three. We saved dollars. we saved about two to three mil a year with more guarantee. Well, I don't know, like maybe that's my thing is I think I think Brett Feach was tired of dealing with Orlando Brown's agent. Because guess what? Orlando Brown's agent has signed just as many contracts of you and I combined. His agent has yeah, signed his agent. His agent has signed zero players. It's his buddy. His agent is one of his friends, his family friends. Oh man, that's that's a bad move. So I think you, like, I'm here to tell you right now, if you're a player, like you should probably just have like a regular agent. You need to have an agent that isn't attached to you. Yes, but I think I think Veach was tired of dealing with Orlando Brown, Orlando Brown's agent, and said, you know what. We're not dealing with the headache anymore. You sat out during training camp last year. You missed that time. You came in. You under you underproduced for most of the season. There were games where I was pissed at Orlando Brown, but then there was certain times during the playoffs where he just showed up. He showed up fine. So it's like I don't want to spend twenty two mil a year and question which Orlando Brown am I going to get. Now I'm going to have to question what left tackle we're going to get out of Juwan Taylor. So it's like, you know, it's like we don't know what we're going to get yeah, here. We don't know, but we saved $3 million while we don't know. So, you know, it's okay. Well, and Orlando Brown's 27. You know, he's about that age where he's going to only have one more big contract left in him. Juwan Taylor's 25 years old. He came out of college out of Florida State and had a first-round grade on him. Very high, you know, People were very high on him. Wanted he, some people had a first round grade on him. He was picked in the second round. Some people say that Jacksonville got a steal out of it. He's had his ups and downs, but I think this last year he looked pretty good. He didn't look too bad. I mean, he so, was good this year. He was really bad the year prior, I think. So. But you got to look at who he was with. Yeah, Urban, Meyer. <laughs> You're Urban Meyer. You're with Urban Meyer, man. Like everybody looked bad. Trevor Lawrence was on the trading block after Urban Meyer. You know, it's oh, like. Man. So, so maybe with a good coaching staff, Juwan Taylor might be an okay. And plus, you're on the same side as Joe Tooney. Is it really that bad? Is no, it really off, off topic? I don't know, like, if this says anything about me. I'm so tired of getting followed by, like, fake thirst trap Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I deleted Instagram. Okay. Well, now you have no point of reference. Our fans mm -hmm. do, but you can't, like, you know, say, oh, well, you're, like, you know, going on all of these websites, obviously, or whatever. But, like, I, like, dog, it's too much. It's like, it's like, oh, fucking, you know, whatever, 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 start following. I don't, I don't know who you are. Like, stop trying to thirst trap me. I'm not yeah. that stupid. I'm an idiot, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> So I, I think the chiefs might have, may have won this. I'm not sure. It, it's know, too man. early it's to tell. More athletic than Orlando Brown. If he is, then it's probably a win. They're the same player. They are the exact same player. 
I don't know if what is three million dollars cheaper. That, that's what I don't get. Like looking at them in a, you know from a thousand yard stare, squint your eyes a little bit. You know, if you look at who they are, they're almost the same person. I think Maybe. the only difference. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> God, I'm going to get canceled now. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying like that. If you look at the, what how they've done in their careers. Sure, Juwan Taylor might not have as many pro. I don't even know how many Pro Bowls he has, but I, all I I'm saying is, I think zero. Yeah, I don't know. I I have no idea. I have to look that up. All right, ask your boss if you saw him at the Pro Bowl. True, I could ask him that. Yeah. And so, like, and another thing, another point I wanted to bring up is what other left tackle could we have signed in this market? I think at the time, you know, the 49ers, McGlinchey, you know, he was available, but, you know, Bronco, I think the Broncos latched him up. Broncos latched him and uh, one other guy. Was it McGovern? Yeah. Was it, was it McGovern? I couldn't remember. Rip Dalton Reisner, by the way. Probably. I don't know. So, like, there's not really much more we could do. I didn't want those guys. I, I can't remember exactly my Christmas list I sent you guys. But God, do you want to one day was on your Christmas list? Otherwise, you've been doing a lot of defending for a lot of nothing. <laughs> no, hey, guess who was my number three on my Christmas list I sent to you guys? Juwan Taylor. That was oh, my number boy. three. Who were the first two then? OBJ and Andrew Wiley. <laughs> so we technically. Left, so. Well, OBJ hasn't signed anywhere. OBJ is not OBJ gone yet. And OBJ is not coming back. God, could you imagine that? We reset the market on guard. Dude, <laughs> we signed a right tackle, left tackle money, and then we'd bring back Orlando Brown at twenty-two million a year. <laughs> oh my God, we would have to... that offensive line would be way too fucking expensive for way not enough production. Oh my God, that would just be unreal. <laughs> you know, it kind of makes you wonder, like. Could we, can you still, I wonder, can you still franchise tag Orlando Brown? No, the deadline's passed. It's dead. It's so you can't do it past that deadline. No. Okay. I, that's what I was wondering today. I, I was like, man, that we might trade for Laramie Tunzel though. I don't know. I've heard that too. And that's kind of like, what would we have to give up for Tunzel? I'm sure they're asking for a first. I think we could probably get a second. I mean, you know, probably a first and like, I mean, honestly, probably like two first. Honestly, he's one of the best left tackles in the fucking league. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying like, oh, but Clark Hunt wants to make that first round pick in Kansas City. I think if Clark Hunt said, if this is the benefit, if you think this is the best way for our team to win, I think he'd rather scrap that first round pick and trade for somebody like a Tunsil. I, I mean, I think you could just trade. I mean, if you could just strike a deal with Houston, tell them to shut up, and then like do it on draft day, I think Kansas State would be pretty electric for that. I, I like, would say, okay, by yeah. the way, Kansas State traded this pick for you know the best fucking left tackle in football, well, and then all the casuals will be like, "Hey, yo, what the fuck?" And then all like the real football knowers will be like, "Oh my fucking god, we got the best left tackle in the game." Absolutely. Well, it doesn't even have to be this year's first because if the, you look at it, the Texans have two first-round picks this year and a draft that's not very highly touted. You know, maybe we could just give them a second this year and give them the first next year. I, I think the I, I think they would want the first this year. I don't know. Texans make stupid decisions, man. You make stupid no, decisions, you get Bill stupid results. What's that? That was just Bill O'Brien. 
that's true, but you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be because everybody thinks, Oh, Christian McCaffrey was worth a first round pick, but he went for two thirds and he went for two thirds and you know, so players are never even close. It's funny. Skill players get all like the money, but because they get all the money, then they like don't get traded for as much as they should because you know, money. Yeah. Also, I think with making this signing, I think that shows that we're probably going to be done. Like, you're not going to see any more splash signings. We need a lot of help no. on edge, but I think we're moving towards that younger edge, you know, younger defensive uh, mindset. So we're not going to make it. I, I think we're done making splash plays. I think we're done making splash signings. Yeah, I, don't think. I, I think I think the big splash plays left are what uh, vets can we can Vince to you know come here for one season and chase her yeah like you know like i sent you guys uh my list of wide receivers between juju darius slayton and like a dj charker alan lazard but i I don't think we're gonna make that signing anymore i think we're gonna bring in somebody older like uh yeah i don't think that dj shark's even an option with mvs here no it's not no i i think that that role is now eliminated you're now looking at just an older receiver that can just I, I, not like a robert almost like a robert woods like how robert woods just signed their contract with Houston. i, I would have liked to have gotten robert woods on like a one-year deal but i i don't know who i don't know who the guy is gonna it, it's gonna be i don't know people are like talking about obj I think I think you can add OBJ, but I think you need one of those like big body, dude, big slot kind of guys. OBJ is wanting eighteen million a year. Fuck that! Ro- he came no. out and he came out and says that he's still worth that that price at wide receiver at the age of thirty. Not on not in Kansas City. He's not. Nope. Kansas City flew wasted the gas to fly out to that to that uh, workout and said, "Hell uh, no!" Kansas City heard that OBJ was asking. That both OBJs were asking for eighteen and twenty-two plus, respectively, and went outside to Jawan Taylor instead. You know, hey, I'd rather spend money in the trenches, though. That's where you win fucking football games. People don't. Re- I, dumb fans don't realize that you already. How have many the people at quarterback? You don't. You need to win the trenches. How many people would beg for our offensive line right now? Four of our five offensive linemen right now. How many people would beg for that at this current point in time? Well, you I have, think every every offensive lineman right now is a Pro Bowl caliber player, except for the one that isn't filled yet. So, How many people, you know, teams would beg for two Pro Bowl caliber offensive linemen. We've got four. <laughs> We've got four stretching from left tackle to right guard. If you're talking about begging for an offensive line, people would be on their freaking knees for the Eagles offensive line. Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, but you know, there's 32 teams. You know, I'm sure I am very, very sure, very sure of you that uh, Arizona Cardinals would be saying, Hey, we would just respectively take two of those guys on your roster right now. So I, I don't want people to come out here and say, Oh, our left, our O line's going to, we don't have a right tackle. We suck. And it's like four fifths of them are fine. Like we're good. So we're only as strong as your weakest leg. By the way, speaking of uh just dummy thick units, uh Javon Hargrave side with the Niners. Oh and that front God. seven is fucking disgusting. It's and scary. I don't I don't I don't what is it? Reigning defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa. Um, elite run stopper Eric Armstead, 
elite pass rushing defensive tackle, Javon Hargrave. On top of that, they had a good linebacking core. Yeah, you have the best fucking off-ball linebacker in football at the moment, Fred Warner. Fred Warner is a freaking animal. Like, that front Um, seven is scary good. Yeah, dude. No, the... There, that whole dude, that whole team is so goddamn good. Like it's so dumb, and they don't win anything because the quarterbacks are just always fucking hurt. No, yeah, <laughs> and then they go and sign a third string quarterback in Sam Darnold. Dude, Brock Purdy is like going to miss this entire season. By the way, I hope you think so, dude. He's getting Tommy John surgery. I don't know much about the Tommy John, so can you explain I mean, to me? So for like pitcher, it's basically the pitcher equivalent of an ACL injury. Gotcha. So I mean, I don't know how that. It's different for pitchers than it is for you know football players because you know like same mechanics but different. Yeah. But like, like that's a lot of like what people thought that Matt Stafford had like this year was yeah. that kind of injury. So, well, like Matt Stafford was fucking horrible. Which would make it Rock worse? Huh? Which would make it worse? A pitcher hurting his elbow with needing Tommy John surgery just from throwing all the time or from getting hit the way that Brock Purdy got hit and his arm, the way his arm bent, uh, which is, I, which I one would know. be I, worse? I mean, I, I'm not sure. I just know that. I'd almost say that I'm almost, you see, I don't put. Yeah, I'd almost say probably getting hit would be worse. So that I would probably agree with that he might be out for the year just based I don't on. Know. I mean, again, a lot of pitchers come back like better than ever after Tommy John, and some dudes like have to get multiple Tommy Johns as pitchers. So I mean, like it, it's just a weird injury because hmm. like really what it is is you're basically just like repairing. I don't even know how to describe the surgery. It used to be the, the sur because like Tommy John and a pitcher before Tommy John surgery. So like tearing your UCL or like damaging your UCL literally ended your career. That's that's why it's like the ACL equivalent, like in baseball. Yeah. Cause like you you tear your ACL in football, like back in the fucking day, like you're toast. Like your career it's hard over. to re- hard to recover from. Um, but again, I don't really know a lot of like the football aspects of Tommy John and like your UCL UCL. I just know it can't be good for your throwing of the football. I, I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe Trey Lance is just bad too. Maybe Sam Donald starts for them. And he's good. Who knows? I mean, if they, if there's anywhere for Sam Darnold to go, I think it would be like the 49ers, you know, you got Would Shanahan. You if Sam Darnold like won that job just out of fucking no. because Trey Lance just isn't good enough because he didn't play football for three years and Brock Purdy just injured to high hell. No, what would shock? No, not, not, not almost. Yeah. I would say what the most likely trajectory thing to happen is Trey Lance comes in and like gets hurt. And then Sam Darnold comes in and then just plays okay. I don't think Sam Darnold just outright wins it because I think they've invested too much into. I think he could, bro. Sam he Darnold could. very, very well could. If you ever could put it together. I, God, yeah, he, I, I hate, 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 
hate Adam Gase. Ruined that man. Sam Darnold was awesome. He was a great prospect. So that's what I mean. Like, what better, what better system for him to go to than with Kyle Shanahan? None. So, you know, maybe he probably took a cheap deal. I'd like to see his I could probably look that up right now, but I'd like to see what he took just to be there. Most most uh, contracts today won't be probably out until the end of the week, anyways. Josh Rosen was in San Francisco for a cup of coffee too, and he f- still fucking sucks. Okay, well, <laughs> so maybe not all quarterback. Uh, oh, Javon Hargrave, four years, eighty-four mil. God bless yeah. it. You got, God, you got the bag. He got a bag. Do you think? You know, and reports came out today that Chris Jones is wanting to be a chief for life. So, dude, I don't put any stock into any of that crap. Really? Like, none, none, none whatsoever. Like, I, I think I am of the opinion that Chris Jones wants to be a chief, but like, there's a big difference between wanting to stay a chief for the rest of your career and wanting to take the contract that is is going to allow you to do that. The team friendly contract. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at Sam Darnold's deal and this is actually kind of interesting. They don't have a lot of, a lot of contracts are on spot rack right now. Um, And spot racks usually pretty quick at putting contracts in Sam Darnold's isn't in, which means that Sam Darnold's agent, and Sam Darnold and San Francisco all probably agreed like, hey, let's not disclose this information. So I almost wonder if he took like a minimum deal, <laughs> like a one year, one and a half mil. You know what I mean? He, he was just looking to get a bag before. He I think so. Out. I think he was just trying to look for a spot to, you know, kind of revitalize his career and saw San Francisco. Or it was massive and they don't, <laughs> really know. They don't want the world to know. That could very well be true. Sam Darnold, three-year, $35 mil a year. <laughs> well, I bet. I'd pay Sam Darnold that. Honestly, he didn't even look that bad last year. No, he didn't. He's just kind of in a shitty situation, you know? He's, he's not very great or anything. God, did you hear about Tampa Bay? Like, t- targeting Baker, potentially? I heard Baker, and then there was, like, Garoppolo before Garoppolo signed to... Uh, to uh, Las Vegas, so it's like I, I think about Garoppolo to Vegas yet. No, but uh, what are your th- what are your thoughts on Garoppolo to Vegas? Um, I think he is a better game manager than I think he's worse than Derek Carr, but better for what Josh McDaniels wants to do. I think that's the right way to say it. Yes, I think Josh McDaniel and Jimmy Garoppolo will kind of pair well together. Jimmy G knows what Josh McDaniels is going to want him to do because he's already been in that system before. Um, I don't know. Josh, Josh McDaniels is going to want Jimmy G to look really pretty handing the ball off <laughs> and, uh, and then get the ball to Darren Waller and like uh, Devonte Adams. So, yeah. So I'm, I don't know. He's going to look a lot less handsome. Not in San Francisco. I was extremely shocked seeing Jarrett Stidham wanting to leave Las Vegas to go and sign with the Broncos. Yeah. I'm glad Denver signed a starting quarterback finally. Huh? Do you think he thinks he can win that job? That's what I just said. I think, I think Jarrett Stidham, I think the Broncos just signed a starting quarterback. (laughs) 
Oh man. <laughs> no, I I don't know why Jared Stidham would want to leave that because you don't know Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, if they, even if Vegas said, "Hey, we're signing Garoppolo," and Stidham's like, "Oh." Well, Garoppolo's yeah, always hurt. He, well, because he was in the same fucking room as uh, McDaniel's too, and I always wonder if like McDaniel's was his only real option, or did he get traded? Did he sign in Vegas, or did he get traded? You know, that's a good question. Because like, it's one of two things: he might have gotten traded there and just hated fucking McDaniel's the entire time, or he signed there because McDaniel's was like the only person he knew. I'm not really sure. You know that that that's that's a probably a, that that's a good question. I'm not going to question because if he got traded there and left, he might just fucking hate McDaniel's. Which I mean would, would I mean that would honestly like make sense because apparently everyone who plays with Josh McDaniel's fucking hates Josh McDaniel. So, all right. So Sam, with that, we're going to take a little break here. Uh, we're going to come back with some guests. And we're going to roll right into a bracket challenge. So, yay. Insert break. And welcome back, folks. First commercial break almost ever. And now we have three lovely young men that aren't that young on us. We have Mr. Jacob Land, Mr. Wyatt Totten, and Mr. Jacob Cads. Gentlemen, welcome back to the show. What up? What up? Thank you, James. Yeah, do we need it? We needed the applause there, and I don't know how to edit those in here. Really? You don't know how to edit applause in? Man, I use the most basic equipment. Cool. <laughs> well, the peanut gallery over here has requested that we go over a little bit more NFL free agency, so we must oblige. Here's some bonus NFL coverage. Wyatt, you are a huge Saint, Saints fan, and I want you to know that we support you getting Derek Carr. What are your feelings on that? I'm I'm happy to know the organization um, now has outside of Patrick Mahomes second and third best quarterbacks in the league with Derek Carr and Jameis Winston. Oh, um, it gives me a lot. <laughs> okay, of, uh, it gives me a lot of faith knowing that we got Jameis a whole year under his belt, two years now, and he uh, he's ready to sling it. I'm almost more excited to see him on the sideline than I am Derek Carr. I'm be honest with you guys, a huge Jameis guy. But in reality, I am I am really looking forward to the to the to the season. This year was a disappointing disappointing year for the whole city of New Orleans. We're hungry, hungry and ready for it. But yes, beans. Okay, uh, Mr. Totten, I have a question for you, if you don't mind me asking. How does it feel as a Saints fan going from a six and eight quarterback in Andy Dalton to a six and nine quarterback of Derek Carr? Oh well, there, there's there's some aspects in that that not a lot of people are talking about. One, I'm not a big fan of having a red-headed quarterback. I'm not. And I think Dennis Allen was in under the same in the whole the whole bus family. Honestly, they were under the same thinking as that. But but Derek Damn, Hall, dude. Um, hey, you're looking at a former you're looking at a former redhead quarterback from fourth to sixth grade. Not my quarterback from fourth to sixth grade. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I like every time I would watch the games. Um, whenever we would start, Andy, I was just already checked out. I'm gonna be honest with you guys, which is sad to say, but um, but yeah, I'm ready for I'm ready for the 2023 year. 
Man, I love Jameis so much, and I'm so pissed that you guys signed fucking Derek Carr because I wanted Jameis to start so bad. <laughs> Just you wait. Those MVP odds are going to be juicy. Yeah. I, I got a few comments. <laughs> um, uh, one, I mean, it's to me, it's not even really about what the Saints did. Sure. I mean, I think this gets them in the playoffs, and then when they, when you get in the playoffs, I mean – I don't know if they're like a Super Bowl contender, but like you get in the playoffs, you get in the playoffs, right? You're a quarterback away and you got a quarterback. So, um, but I'm more just awe of what the, what the Raiders did. I was like, oh, let's get rid of this Derek Carr guy. He's no good. He's mediocre. Jimmy Garoppolo's our guy. What? They kind of just. Just let him go, literally. They just let him out the pasture and then like put him down. Yeah, I don't, I don't really understand. What okay, the Raiders are drafting Will Levis, like correct? Not if the Colts drafting can draft Will Levis. That'll be good. You, you, know, you got the you got the fight between and tell me that Will Levis doesn't look at the future of the Colts franchise. I I completely see it. Well, I think one of these teams is going to end up with Lamar, and I don't know which one. Nope. No, nobody's what? getting Lamar. No, nobody's getting Lamar? Nope. Nobody's getting Lamar. So what's going to happen with Lamar? He's going to hold out. For a whole yeah. year. Maybe Dan Snyder will sell the team and at the same time sign Lamar to the largest contract fully guaranteed ever because he's an asshole and he hates the NFL owners. What he said. Yeah, people do uh, pretty. Uh, the Lamar thing is complicated right now because like Lamar is his own agent. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah, how many contracts? Like, how many negotiating how, with Lamar? How many contracts Lamar? has Lam- How many contracts has he signed uh, as an agent? All of us combined have the, signed the same amount of NFL contracts as Lamar's agent and Orlando Brown's contract uh, agent. So. We should be NFL agents, guys. Speaking we should be of, speaking <laughs> of, um, have you guys touched on Juwan Taylor already? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, what an okay. awful contract we get. Shut the All fuck right. up. I, uh, yeah, I can hear that segment right now. That's the exact same thing I texted as soon as we signed him. Dude, the problem was, is it did, did I feel like good now because I took like a Tylenol right before the uh, show and, you know, I'm finally like waking up. But like I was falling asleep during that segment. So I didn't have enough like energy to retort to Beans is just like, oh, well, like we paid this right tackle top and left tackle money. But like now we're going to play him at left tackle. And it's like, what the fuck? I, I rebut. I rebuttaled fine. Okay, you just have to go back and listen. You rebuttaled against a half awake person, bro, and that's why it was a great argument. All right, let's move on to some basketball. Okay, now, yeah, let's it is go to that time of the year, folks. It what? is basketball season. It is March Madness. It's the best time of the year, and all the hometown teams, except for Wichita State, who fucking sucks are in the men's tournament this year with KU getting the number three overall seed in the tournament and Kansas State getting a three seed in the tournament. Yes, I already Kat. got comments. 
already are, are already got comments. I mean, are we going to talk I, I about this? How we got pretty <laughs> the Kansas Jayhawks got pretty much blatantly screwed out of a number two seed. <laughs> Overall seat. Are we, are we going to talk about it? I mean, we, no, I, I agree. You guys should have been a two seed. Yeah. No. <laughs> Number two overall seat. Thank you. I, you know what? As much as I, you know, like K State, like be biased for K State, I cannot, like, I can't find the argument for Houston to be over KU, like, we'll anywhere yeah. for me. I don't understand it. See, here's. Here, here's the thing, because I walked in, like, I turned on the tournament show expecting either, uh, like, the number two or the number three overall seed. And it wasn't until the guy tried to explain why we were the number two <laughs> overall seed that I realized we got completely fucked. I mean, he basically goes, well, you see, Houston played far less competition, but they... But they were competitive in all their games, so they're going to get number two overall. Overall, Bro, they lost to Memphis in their conference. Dude, Memphis, Memphis, I know, best team I know. beat all like, year. Except for Bama, I think they beat Bama once, like in November. And then to to make matters even worse, they literally pulled up the resume side by side, and and they're like, hmm, okay, not <laughs> their case whatsoever. Side by side, it's like, hmm, one team has the. Most quadrant one wins in the history of the bracket for a regular season. Okay. Um, the other one has played, has won 10 fewer quadrant one wins. Um, so are we just disregarding, disregarding the quadrant system? Or these <laughs> cats just didn't fit their narrative. <laughs> and then, Listen. And then they tried to say that they were going to take into consideration that K that KU didn't have their head court have their head coach or their best defender in the last game, which counterpoint they just did it like that. That's just wrong. I mean, I don't know. They, they just didn't do that. I'm like, okay, all right. But uh, I mean, yeah, no, K, KU got pretty blatantly screwed. I mean, KU's going to lose if not the second round, probably probably the next round. Better not. I picked him with the goddamn title. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we should probably jump into this then. Okay. Well, I, I, you know, if we're gonna talk about KU, I think we need to talk about K State getting absolutely rewarded with a three seed. I really, everyone and their dog was talking about how we were a four seed. hundred percent. I think probably should have been a four seed based on how we finished off the year. Um, but hey. We'll take it. I mean, we yeah, are playing man. in Greensboro. I think I saw somewhere um, for all top four seeds. I think K State is traveling the furthest for their like. Um, yeah, where they're going for the first and second round. But um, by the way, that tip off <laughs> is at like nine forty in Greensboro. There ain't gonna be oh, nobody at that does, game. Oh, that sucks. Are, are you guys been a, in, a believer in that actually mattering? Like how far you travel. No, um, no, really. because traveling isn't the same as what it used to be. You take you take less buses now. You don't your your flights are now first class. You go straight to your flight. You don't have to go through any terminals or anything like that. You're pretty much like, you know, up here. You're you're yeah. high class. You're high class living nowadays. It the, doesn't mean the shit. Only, the only thing that it matters for, in my opinion, is how easy it is for your fans <coughs> to get there. 
Yes, so, that's 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 the big part. Also, in, like in the smaller Montana State, I don't think that matters at all because yeah. Montana State is further away than K State. Like you know, there, there's not going to be a ton of Montana State fans showing up to Greensboro at fucking ten o'clock at night. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but, there will be yeah. some. And we like well, Kentucky in the second round. Yeah, so there's gonna be a ton of what, like fans there. Four hours away, and and yeah, yeah. and then we're there, shit out of there will be a lot of Kentucky fans in Greensboro, and that's gonna suck. And there probably will be a fair amount of Providence fans there too, because Providence isn't like that far. I mean, it's it's further, but it's manageable to more manageable. So. No, but to answer your question, like the trap, if you're asking from a team perspective, the only teams that really hurts is that small the small schools like Montana state or UNC Asheville, like the, oh. those are the, yes, like yes, Jake. Yes, Jacob. Wow. You know how to use that. <laughs> I have, I have one question to ask me so we can get in the bracket. Okay. What state is the city of Providence in? Providence? Isn't that yeah. Rhode? Isn't isn't that Rhode Island? Okay, okay. I, for some Ooh. reason, I thought I thought I had something there, and Beans just wouldn't know that. I almost wanted to say I almost wanted to say New Mexico. <laughs> that is so wrong. Well, I'm good thing you didn't say. My fifth grade geography winning mind is so disrespected at the fact that you would have even entertained that thought. By the way, official name of Rhode Island, or at least it used to be. I don't know if it still is, but it's Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. You look what? Up. What? That's the what? official like name of Rhode Island. But could we, no shit. Rhode Island. Could we possibly yeah. get a screen share of the bracket and kind of like you know dive into it that way? I think God. that's easier to. Yeah. See, I I told Beans we should do that, and Beans said, "Oh well, uh, no." Uh. So yes, <laughs> I can I can go to that real quick. So let me pull up. Cats, did you not hear me earlier? I don't even know how to put audience clapping into this thing. You think I know how to screen? Do you think I know how to screen share? On at that point, but okay, okay. Well, no, yeah, it was the beginning of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't there. No, no, no. Like the beginning of this segment. God damn it, that's a blank oh, Okay. It's all right. It's all right. You were too busy eating that PB and J. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here it is. If it'll let me. There we go. PDF. And then. Also, I want to let you guys know the answers you choose are going to is going to be our bracket in the tournament challenge. So. Oh, no. <laughs> really? We're going to let them choose that? Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right, don't fuck us over, guys. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah, this is gonna be that's perfect right there. All right, that's money, dude. I I'm a genius. Give me a second, and we're discovering technology. It's all right. Yeah, I'll edit. Uh, I'm gonna edit all this out. Yeah, so. I was gonna say, are you gonna <laughs> edit this out? Like, no, no, I'll, I, no, I'm pretty. All right, I'm, there it is. Okay, South Regional. Look at that. All right. All right we're All back. Right. We got, we got All right. Okay. Let's start. Are we just going to start in the South? Do you guys just want to break it down by region? Oh, my goodness. That did not do that. What I wanted. There you yeah. go. 
So we'll start in the south. All right. Okay. So I think the best thing for us to do is to go region by region as Kat suggested. And the best way to start is with the team with the number one overall seed, and that is the Alabama Crimson Tide, who will be playing fodder, essentially. <laughs> Pretty much. So, I mean, this is Alabama's, I mean, Alabama's definitely well-deserved number one overall. Um, they got the best, probably the best player in the country. Um, one yes, of the best real prospects we've seen in a while. Um, some he's we're, a, we're he's not going to talk shooter. about the we're we're not going to talk about the allegations. <laughs> Big oh, NCAA does he, not want this to happen. He's not a great shooter. He's a great assist man. Excuse <laughs> me, <laughs> assist man. I need, uh, I need to have my unfounded, you know, jokes, you know, correct. But uh, I mean, I think Al- Alabama obviously spanks whoever wins West Virginia. Versus Maryland, I think that's kind of like a done deal. I think their first challenge might come. Wait, so who do you who do you have who do you have win in Maryland and West Virginia? Maryland, West Virginia. Um. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I oh, guess wow. West Virginia. I mean, I'll just err on the side of the Big Twelve team. That's a good. That's a good bet. That's just. That's just what I'm going to do. I'm just going to say West Virginia, but uh, I do think West Virginia is kind of trash, but that's, I, I I don't like either one of these eight or nine seats. So that's why I think Alabama just wipes the floor with either one. Of them. West Virginia just feels like a team that's going to be a bitch to play against, but like, they're not going to beat you. Yeah. I mean, but I think the first potential for competition, if they make it that far would be San Diego state in the sweet 16, but even that, I mean, San Diego State has problems scoring the ball, so yeah. Alabama's got a lot of firepower. I mean, if, if Alabama, I mean, they are like sometimes a little bit relying on the three ball and very like uh, hit or miss, but um, Alabama, Alabama should be able to get past San Diego State, assuming they don't shoot just a god awful percentage from three like they did uh, in the last A uh, and M game before the SEC ch- championship. But. So just kind of a question for everyone. I know that, you know, Seth Davis really loves uh, Santa Barbara because he's a fucking idiot. But is there any team in here that anyone likes for a deep run or like a quick upset? I like Charleston. Yeah, everyone likes you know. Charleston. Charleston, uh, yeah. Uh, I could see Charleston, but I, I'm going to pick San Diego State, and I'm actually going to take him in the Sweet 16. Um, oh. But uh, – I, I don't hate Furman. I don't hate Furman. Yeah, I don't hate and Furman it's either. And it's, it's, it's honestly uh, really about who they're playing. I think with, or I think Virginia is very um, – it's just Tony Bennett basketball. You, they, you don't play with a huge margin for error there. So and, and don't forget Vanderplaz is hurt too. At one point yeah. in the ACC championship game, like midway through like the first half, they were like on pace for twenty eight points. So um, they- I will say, and you guys, you guys can, you guys can steal steal this pick if you really want to. But uh, I think that the the team that's kind of like a lower seeded team that's going to go actually kind of far, maybe even the Sweet Sixteen or Elite Eight is going to be Creighton. Nice, um, I love that. I love it. I, I, I love it. That. I got a stat for you, cats. Drew Moline, mm-hmm. love that. Dude, oh my god, Drew <laughs> loves Creighton too. 
But yeah. So there are six teams in the NC. So basically, if you look at the Ken Palm rankings for adjusted offensive and defensive efficiencies, if you look at the worst offense and the worst defense to like win national titles since 2002, I can't remember what the actual numbers are, but there are only six teams in this field that are above that worst offense and above that worst defense. So basically, unless one of those six teams wins, like something unprecedented is happening. And Creighton is one of those six teams, which is crazy. The the, the other ones are like UCLA and like Texas and KU and like Houston and Bama. Like Creighton is just in there for some reason. Yeah, I I mean, I think think Creighton's legit on on both ends of the floor. And I think – Maybe a tad bit underseeded, but yeah. Um, then, because like I don't know, I, I think I think Baylor's just gonna wipe the floor with Santa Barbara. But. Dude, Seth, Seth Davis has never met an underseeded team that he didn't love. Mm-hmm. Like it's every year. I can't stand him. He told me that. Mexico State was going to win like a game of the tournament like every year for like 10 years. Uh, Never. And happened. then honestly, I think, uh, I mean, same same thing with Arizona that I said for Alabama. I don't think they're really getting tested until the Sweet 16. So, yeah. So, who do you have winning between Missouri and Utah State? Uh, Utah State. Nice. The culture. Utah State. Yeah, give, give me Utah State. I like Utah State. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Utah State is the only well outside of eight and nine games. Um, pretty sure they're the only lower seed that is currently Vegas favored in the first round. Correct? I could be wrong on that, but yeah, Kempom also loves Utah State. Utah State's like top twenty in Kempom or something crazy like that. So, cats, who? Sorry, go ahead, Sam. No, nah, I was just nothing. Okay, who do you have against Creighton and Baylor now? And you're uh, going to your Sweet Sixteen. Uh, I have Creighton. Creighton. Yep. And then Utah versus Arizona. Do you have Arizona? Uh, yeah, easily. Okay. Yep. That's what so I got. Th- so then, now in your Sweet Sixteen, you have Alabama versus San Diego State and Creighton versus Arizona. This is where I go, Alabama, and I would go. Ooh. Do it. This is this Do is a it. tough one. This is this is a tough one. Give me the Drew Malid special. Give me Drew's been pretty uh, cold as of now though. So you might want to fade Drew. <laughs> Just give me Arizona. Nothing crazy, okay. I guess. Okay. Chalk. Chalk. Who you going with now for Arizona and Alabama? Alabama final four. All right, love that pick. Love it. Yeah, it's it's the it's the safest bet. It's it's honestly the safest team to choose for. Yeah, I mean Alabama's got everything, and now how many how many teams this year can you really say like oh well they have some of everything, and they have a great coach too. I love I love their coach. Yeah, because like I think KU is probably like as as far as like overall KU's probably the second overall team in in the bracket, but uh, even KU, they got like, 
I mean, they got a little bit of everything, but like, are we really, are we really trusting Uday in March? And he's like their seven footer. He's like their rim protection. Because outside of that, I mean, they don't really have a lot. They got. Yeah. I, uh, I think Boomer Sooner would like a word with uh, your <laughs> Alabama take, right? Dude, okay. I, I think that was one game that they clearly weren't ready for. I think when when looking at these teams, you can throw out the best game that they played, throw out the, the worst game of the, that, that they yeah, played sure. all year, yep. and then yep. uh, like let's average out the middle of them. And then I think, I mean, Alabama on a nightly basis was much better than – a lot of those pretty teams, much everyone, so. honestly. Yeah. So you, much, so you much. don't think uh, K State is dropping one sixteen in regulation anytime in this tournament? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Dude, that that's like a fever dream, man. I forgot that shit happened. But uh, yeah, I mean that kind of rounds it out for the South region, I think. What do you guys have? Any other hot takes, underdogs, lower seated teams that you guys like? Anybody not have Alabama in the Final Four? I have no, them. I, I have them in the final. Yeah, I have them in the championship, honestly. Okay, I don't remember if I have they're, them. They're, they're my winner. So, yeah. oh, they're a winner. Okay, all right. Yeah, the year that they don't win a national championship in football, they're going to win it in basketball. Dude, hell no. <laughs> Wyatt, are we in, are are we in agreement? Alabama Final Four. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, on to the east. east. This is me and Beans' region saying we're going to have to collab. So, All right. Barely Dickinson to the Sweet 16, right, Beans? Absolutely. F Dick, man. <laughs> F Dick. Okay, this is where shit might get weird for me, just a fair warning. Yeah, man. So with Beans and I picking, I I mean, we can just advance Purdue, Marquette, K-State, and – K State in short order, right? Beans, we don't really yeah. talk about that. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Purdue's got a seven foot four dude. Texas Southern and F Dick, I, I doubt have a seven foot four dude. So <laughs> I think we're good. Um, Memphis and Florida Atlantic is going to be a really fun game. Florida I, Atlantic, I'm excited for that. That's probably my most excited game in the round of 64. That game Which has one? the potential to be very fun. Memphis Which versus Florida Atlantic. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm also really, really excited to watch uh, Oral take down Duke. Big Dude, Oral fan. I as miss is gonna I have so like Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts ran into probably the best five seed like in the last decade of basketball, which is so dumb. So, so Sam, back to back to the Memphis and FAU. Who do you want? I mean, Memphis just took down Houston, so I think they're pretty hard pressed not to take Memphis. I agree. Memphis, yeah. Memphis is also like they have like a sixty-seven percent winning percentage in the first round of NCAA tournament games or something like that. Yeah. Like also, apparently, I was I was watching a podcast today, but apparently, uh, can, uh, Providence stole a player from Kentucky, who's their best player now. So, Ooh, um, yes, yeah. I heard that on the uh, selection show. We like that. We like. Yep. That. <laughs> All so, right, dude. I guess that's a little bit of. So Duke versus the Oral. Beans, you better oral. not make me take fucking Oral in this. I mean, I'll support you at the Duke. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say no to that, but hey, dude, I love Oral. Everyone just know God damn it. Oral's good is the problem. I, that, a- see, that's where I'm at. Like before I would have never chosen Oral this year, but this year it's like it feels a little bit different. 
Dude, Max Aismas is really good, and Vanover is really good. But Duke is so, getting hot at the right time. Like, no. the ghost of Shisevsky is, like, in the locker room right now. I think he just re- he just retired. He's not dead. No, he's dead. He, he's dead to them. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the clarification there, man. Appreciate it. Um, uh, breaking news on Flyer uh, State Sports Show. Coach K lives in Breeze. Hey, guys. What, what seed would Duke have gotten if Duke was in the Big 12? Go. It's a trick question. They wouldn't have made the tournament. Uh, Oral, Oral Roberts to the next round. Sam, come on. You've got to do it. The problem is, is it definitely have Duke in the Elite Eight in my regular bracket. So I'll take Oral here. Okay. So that way I can be right. Twi- I can be right in one aspect. You're right. Yeah, you're right everywhere. All right, Tennessee versus Louisiana. Are we crazy again, Beans? Are we just going to like let one of these dudes absolutely wipe the floor with us? Are we going to take Louisiana because Tennessee's injured? God. Does that matter, though, like against the Louisiana? I've Probably. heard good things about Louisiana. I have What's also that? heard good things about Louisiana. You always hear good things about the bottom six seeds in every division. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter what region you're in. The bottom six seeds are always going to have something positive to say about them. See, the problem is, here, here's my issue right now. This is why I didn't want to have Duke win, Beans, because Purdue is walking to this Elite Eight right now, and I'm trying to fade the Big Ten. <laughs> Just because you fade it in your bracket doesn't mean it's reality. Have you watched the last two tournaments? <laughs> a one seed and an eight seed won it last year. Or were in it last year. It's, it, 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 yeah, it's, neither it's, one of them from, were from the Big Ten. All right, so Louisiana then? Well, yeah, sure, fuck it. Why not? Why not? All right, Kentucky and Providence. Just, you know, we're getting Oral and Purdue in the fucking Sweet 16. You might as well just love put it. that in there. I got love it. I'll go, I'll go Cajuns. I love Cajun food. Um, like, <laughs> I like the pod, I hate. I lost money betting on Tennessee this year, uh, <laughs> and so, they don't have their best player. And uh, I don't know on the selection show. Uh, Mister Gumble was hyping him up, so just, just, just give me them. All right, we got Kentucky yeah, and Providence. Jeff Davis loves fucking Louisiana, and if he didn't, see, that's almost the reason I think the oral pick might actually be good because Seth Davis was like, well, you know, Duke's playing too good for Oral. And it's like, well, you know, Seth Davis is an idiot. So now Oral is the obvious pick. All right. Well, Kentucky. Ver- no one's too good for Oral. What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Give me Kentucky. Kentucky. Okay. All right. We already said K-State. Michigan State versus USC. I don't know. Do you want Andy Enfield or Tom Izzo? And uh, I don't like Michigan State this year. I'm gonna take Fuck Michigan it, we're State. The Big Ten, USC. Let's go. Let's ride. All right. Cool. I'll go. I'll, I'll just go Tom Izzo in March, just cause because that's been a good unless trend. It's, unless so. it's Middle Tennessee State. All right. So we got Purdue versus Memphis. Who do you got, Sam? Well, we already said Purdue to the fucking Sweet Sixteen. So okay. The Oral versus Cajuning. Give me Oral. We love okay. Oral. And then Kentucky, K-State? Give me Kentucky, because I'm a hater. And then USC versus Marquette. 
Marquette. Marquette to the final four. We're just going to put that out there. Are we supposed to be coming to an agreement here? Because, like, I disagree with, like, half of these picks. No, no I agree with I agree with everything so far. South region. Okay. Okay. This, this, is, this is my region that I get a half, you know. Oh, that's right. Like. That's how we're doing it. Moving on. Okay. Purdue and the Oral. Purdue. Okay. So now we've got Purdue against Marquette. Yeah, Marquette. There we go. Damn. That one's probably my first disagreement, but. I don't know, you know why what? you like Purdue so much. I hate having Purdue here. In the I, like, I like it watching a bunch of pasty white guys move the ball really well. Purdue is a bunch of chokers. That's all I know. Damn. Yeah, you said you hated half my picks, and I agree. I didn't like half my picks either. Well, Purdue, Purdue will be fortunate to, fortunate to make it to the Sweet 16. Um, Purdue, I don't know. I, 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 I've tried. I've, I've died on the hill of Purdue too many times to have them going. Yeah, far. same. So That's why I had them losing to Duke in the freaking Sweet 16. <laughs> But I can't have him losing to Oral. All right, sure. moving on to the Midwest. All right, who does have the Midwest here? That is I Jacob do. Land. Oh boy, we're gonna get through this pretty quick, and we're gonna get weird here, fellas. <laughs> I'm excited. So first, so first off, um, some are saying the kings of the Midwest. Um, when you when you think of a major city in the Midwest, uh, Houston. Um, they will win in the first round. Um, that was a dig at, at the Hawks, by the way, cats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Iowa Auburn. I agree with Faith and Big Sam, but I'm gonna take Iowa here. What? Um, yeah, gonna take Iowa. The game's in Birmingham. <laughs> it's gonna be a home game for Auburn. Auburn can't do shit in March ever. So unless they're playing KU. Yeah, I was gonna say, didn't they? Okay. <laughs> <Hang on. laughs> All right, here's where we get. They, they literally made the um, Elite Eight like three years ago. Four. But they actually okay. almost made the title game if it wasn't for that foul on Kyle Guy. Yeah. God, why are we harping on a first round eight nine game? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <bro. laughs> All right, All right. Uh, Miami versus Drake. Yeah, I'm going to take Drake. Let's go! Whoa. Yes! I love this. And then I'm going bang, bang, and I'm taking Kent State. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's out of his mind. I hate Indiana. Um, <laughs> we're, actually going, we're actually going bang, bang, bang here because I think Iowa State is fraudulent, and I'm going to take Mississippi State over Iowa State. Damn. What if Pitt wins? Are you taking Pitt over Iowa State too? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Iowa State is fraudulent. <laughs> um, he's he's taking the slash versus he's taking Yeah, the he's slash. taking this hey, okay. at least at least you know that's thirty three percent, you know. And that's a good slash to ride. I I'm I'm hopping on that slash with you. It's <laughs> a good and slash. One the slash one slash makes it to the sweet sixteen like almost every single year. And that's so, a pretty decent slash. Miss, Miss UCLA State, was a yeah, slash team, team two years ago. Yeah. Um, take KSU. Take Come on. I'll take, I'll, I'll take Xavier over Kennesaw. I'm not going that far. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I'm going to take Penn State over AM. That's a wow. good one. Wow. Not fading. Trending the right direction. 
That's I don't hate that pick. And I don't either. I, I've heard a lot of talk about Colgate, but I'm not buying it. You don't like it. you don't like toothpaste? Not a toothpaste guy. <laughs> not no that, break you. That game could end up in the one hundred, by the way. Colgate plays no goddamn defense, but they can sure shoot a bunch of threes. Yeah. Okay, I'm going Houston over Iowa. Then I got Kent State in my Sweet 16. Damn, Kent State. That's another Drew Moline special right there. Wow. And then I'm going Chalk here, Xavier in Texas. And then Houston winning Kent State down there. Um, I'll take Texas over Xavier and then Texas in the Final Four. Good pick. I like that. I like your bracket, Jacob. So, yeah, it started off weird. Um, I guess we can go back and talk about it a little bit more if we want. Um, I like why don't, why don't you Why don't you like Iowa State is my biggest question. Like, uh, being a Big 12. Dude, they are horrendous. That's it. That is my genuine opinion about Iowa, about Iowa State. I am an Iowa State hater. I do not like Iowa State because fuck Iowa State. Um, I I really really despise the fact how like they just worship the Big Twelve tournament in Kansas City. I think it's really really weird. It's like one of the weirdest things from a fan base. And like in my opinion, even like if if KU fans have like that same mindset, which which they don't, it would be completely normal because like Lawrence is just right there from Kansas City. And it's like, yeah, this is cool. We have a, a conference tournament like in our backyard. I think it's really weird. Iowa State fans with that, and so that's pretty much why I despise them. Um, and I, yeah, just as far as their team this year, I just I just don't think they got it. Like they got a little bit of hype towards the end of the year, but they lost some really really bad games. Um, during the year. I know most teams have, but I feel like Iowa State did especially. So it's not because I like Mississippi State or Pitt by any means. So uh, um, overall comment though, real quick, mm-hmm. because yeah. it now is this just me not knowing ball or it just seems like this year we have so many higher seat, high, high seated teams that have like 13 losses. I, I've noticed that too. Okay. Am, am I crazy or do you guys actually? I think it kind of depends on what you think is a higher seed or not. I think kind of one of the things is, is there's really no like mid major teams that like snuck mm-hmm. their way into like a six seed or anything. Yeah. It's, like that. it's all like the basically the top eight teams from good conferences, it feels like. But. Okay, moving on. I, I think part of that is, like, the A-10 didn't really give us anything. And, like, there's not a lot of depth from the Big East this year. Like, there's no Nova. And yeah, I, I think there's a – I think a lot of the really good teams from conferences like the Big Ten, from conferences like the ACC, like, they had really good records because, like, everyone else kind of fucking sucked. So, like, everyone else that's kind of left is kind of just, like, above average. Yeah. Cats, I'm going to kind of agree with your setup there. I, I got to the point by the end of the year with the Big 12, and this is an unpopular opinion. Are we really this good? Or are we actually just like a bunch of above average teams outside of KU in Texas? Like, yeah. I, 
like two weeks ago when Iowa State was just on their like massive losing streak, might not have been a losing streak, but they were losing a bunch of games. I'm just like, why is no one acknowledging that Iowa State is like ending is like this close to ending the year on two losses and then losing their first round game of the Big Twelve tournament and like being a bubble team, and like Lenardi still has them as a top four seed. I'm like, what? What are we doing here? Um, yeah, I I know a bunch of people will point to the stats and everything proving that the Big Twelve is a, is a good conference. Um, but I, I don't know. We'll see. Well, we'll see how the traffic pans out. Obviously. Well, it's because it's, it's we overthink it by trying to make these metrics, these stupid metrics like like the net that uh, yeah, right. really don't make a lot of sense. But someone who we think is smart put it together. So mm-hmm. so we just oh, uh, we just kind of ride it and move on. Um, it's but, like uh, the Nicole Yogic MVP. Like how does – like just, just quick overall bracket talk. Like looking at A&M's resume – Right, they only have nine nine losses, and the SEC is like the second best conference in basketball. Right? How how are they only a seven seed? Yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure exactly what their non-con looked like, and like that's kind of my thing too. Is like, I it really does kind of just feel like we arbitrarily threw some like teams in there. <laughs> like, I don't really know. Well, yeah. and here, here is one more thing on this topic that we can get onto the last region. Everyone, I feel like all bracketologists are like, oh, well, we don't really acknowledge anything that, that happened in like the preseason, in the months of November and December. Well, after November and December, all you have to compare to anything to is uh, <laughs> the teams are playing in their conference. So if we're not really acknowledging anything in November and December, how can we really say that you know which conference is good and which conference is bad? Yeah, yeah, that's no, kind I of my thought that. on it. But. There, there needs to be more like midseason crossover, in my opinion. Right. Like that. I mean, because like really, all you have is some set matchups from like let's say the SEC and the Big Twelve. Because I mean, even like the Big Ten, like ACC, that's like at the beginning of the freaking year. So yeah. like that doesn't. That doesn't really tell you anything. So, I mean, it if you just, get the midseason stuff from, like, KU beating Kentucky, and that's, like, a big win and everything, yeah. and K-State plays Florida, but Florida stinks. So, like, I don't know. It just Talk seems about. like it seems like the story of the tournament every year is like, oh, we have X conference that's so head and heels above everybody. And then, like, two, three weeks into the tournament, we're like, oh, turns out that team, that conference was actually just fraudulent. You know what I mean? Just like Big Ten Ten last year. Oh, shit. I mean, basically Big Ten the last three years. But, you know. You remember when, like, six Pac-12 teams made, like, the Sweet 16, like, two years ago? And it was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Good time. All right. Hey, gents, I'm going to head out. Good luck to Wyatt with his picks. I look forward to listening to the episode. All right, thanks, Jalen. Let's let's move on to let's move on to Wyatt here in the West. Wyatt, do you want to give us your picks here? Yeah, um, Ku and Howard. Huh. Shout out Drizzy Drake. Uh, sounds so smart. Could graduate college. Like you went to Whale, but you probably went to Howard. Ku <laughs> uh, Ku though Ku um, Arkansas Illinois. I'm pretty high on Illinois. 
they're the highest I am as far as big teams, big ten teams. I feel like they underperformed all year, but they've got a good squad. St. Mary's and VCU. I love the way that Tyler Johnson's uh, younger brother, Logan Johnson, plays. He's smooth as fuck. I'm going to take St. Mary's. UConn and Iona. UConn. I take TCU. Bringing back kind of what, what Land was talking about, I have this overwhelming fear that the Big 12 is just going to absolutely underperform. Um, my brackets don't correspond yeah. with this year. Well, do you think they underperform if they have so many teams in the bracket? I think that's fair, but I feel like every year that there's one conference that is just ahead of the pack like this, with all the hype behind it, I feel like it never works out to where there's, I don't know, so many teams in the Sweet 16. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like one of TCU or Iowa State's going to lose. Like, West Virginia's not going to make it because they have to play Bama. And, mm-hmm. like, K-State, like, draws a tough team against Kentucky. Suddenly, mm-hmm. like, half of your teams are out, and it's really just KU and Texas. And then, like, one of Iowa State or TCU. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, to talk about Iowa State, I was kind of – I personally felt like the Caleb Grill situation, that they benefited from it in a weird way that they've been playing better ball than mm-hmm. they were with him. But also, so I have a coworker who went there and I was just curious kind of what the same thing or that we were talking about earlier with the big 12 tournament, why it's such a popular thing amongst them. And apparently they just don't have any other type of event within five hours of them. That's that's funny. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Well, I love the way. So, so basically, there's just not shit to do in Iowa. Is that what you're telling yeah, me? Yeah, so they're like, yeah, all right, let's go okay. to All right. What, one uh, thing before Wyatt continues with this picks. How did Caleb Grill – I have no idea what Caleb Grill said. But how did Caleb so Grill and his apology just get off scot-free for probably saying something racist, but he, like – First talked to, it was like I love Iowa State. I like had mental health problems. I said something probably racist, but I love Iowa State. Yeah. And like nobody said anything about it. It's such a confusing situation where it's like like he's got roots at Iowa State with his family, like his parents or aunt and uncle or whoever. And then his connection with that with that head coach going to UNLV and then coming back to Iowa State. Like whatever the fuck he said, it must have been bad. <laughs> yeah, like, but he he literally just like surrounded it with like mental health and like got away with it. Yeah, no one said yeah. shit about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like he wait, is he a senior? Does he have any? Yeah, like he's done. I think he's it. got no. I think he's got one more year of eligibility. Well, who knows with COVID, bro? I think he's got that COVID year. I got yeah. I got a fucking COVID year laying around somewhere. <laughs> I think I'm no, but legit. I think he has a year left. Who knows? All right, back to the picks. I'm taking TCU over Arizona State, Nevada. That's a good slash again. That's another good slash, though. It Solid is. Slash. It is. Arizona State scares me. Um, Gonzaga, Grand Canyon. I want to take Grand Canyon. So oh my bad. God! I want to take. I want to support oh, them bad. so freaking bad. Ellis's uh, kid there, don't they? He scored like two points in the uh, title game. Yeah, I, 
I don't know. I'm just not very high on on the Zags, but knowing them with without the hype they've had the last couple of years, they'll do pretty well in the tournament this year. But Northwestern Boise State, I feel like that game could just not happen, and they would be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it doesn't really matter who wins that one. I agree. So, like looking at the two, I haven't seen either one play all year. But so UCLA is beating the winner of whoever wins that game, and then I'm taking TCU over Gonzaga. Hey, um, I like that pick. I have the same pick. Mm-hmm. Um, KU is is going to be Illinois, and then I've got uh, I'm going to take UConn over St. Mary's. Huh? You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take TCU beating. UCLA. Damn. And and then um God the when I when I say this out loud it's <laughs> so fucking wrong though. <laughs> um because I feel like KU and TCU in the lead eight is not a thing. Fuck it. Alright, I'm gonna take UConn over KU and Bang That's one of the teams I'm scared of. Okay. Hey, Kempom loves UConn. They're like number they four in Kempom. I know. Well, it's like the hype on UConn has made me – I haven't watched them much, but it's made me think that they're some fucking good team, I guess. But So, UConn beating UCLA um, going to the Final Four. I honestly think this if, – if we just flip – if we just flip Gonzaga's seed with UConn, I feel a lot stronger about KU's chances. One thing I've done is rough draw this year, and it is you can make the argument that it is every year, but I feel like there's not a lot of true solid big men in the field. And I feel like whoever has the best front court play is gonna end up going deep. But and the real KU fans know this, like the underappreciation, or I guess however you want to call it. David McCormick, I feel like, stepped the fuck up last year, and it's not really mm-hmm. talked about much. But I don't think yeah. I don't think they have a guy that can do that this year. And I know we talked about that no, earlier. They they so it's basically, it. it sounds like a dumb take, but when KU is is hitting on all, all cylinders, I feel like that they can beat anyone. But that's basically saying, all right, KU shooting the ball well can beat anyone, which is pretty pretty universal throughout. Like, I've been yeah. seeing a lot of K-State Twitter, which, huge K-State fan, but holy shit, K-State Twitter pisses me off. <laughs> yes. Dude, we, we've talked idiot. about K-State Twitter on this fucking podcast, idiot. bro. But I feel like I'm seeing a lot of takes that are like, oh, yeah. This team can beat any team if they shoot the ball well. You might as well say this team can win any game if they score more points. Like, <laughs> all right. So, with our brackets here, we have Alabama versus Marquette and Texas versus UConn in the Final Four. Who do we have winning against Alabama versus Marquette? God, I would just take Alabama. Alabama so easily, Alabama. All right. Yeah. And then yeah. now we have Tech. Then we have Texas and UConn. Who do we have? I'd probably just take Texas. Honestly, Same. Texas Same. is good. Texas is going to end up fucking losing, like in the first round to fucking Colgate, because Colgate's going to like shoot like 
the lights out. <laughs> no, we're like eighteen to twenty-two from three or some bullshit like that. Okay, I do like that pick though. Like a future SEC matchup right here, man. Yeah, let's go. I'm all for it. You know, this is this is what they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna ride this coattail the whole fucking way, man. No, oh, I didn't. God. Big, I, I, N- I, I, big NCAA wants this, man. Big NCAA is supporting this matchup. I Boy, didn't I pick one, this, but I think more. it would be a kind of a cool narrative if uh, UConn were just the Big 12 Slayers. <laughs> that would be pretty funny, funny, actually. Big 12. Why? What were you saying? I got one more, uh, more thing before I hop off, but I was looking through DraftKings earlier today, and there's one bet that I kind of, kind of really liked. What is it, it was um first round. Let me find it. Any buzzer beater in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Yes, it's plus three hundred. Oh, I, I like that. I like that. I really yeah, like I think that. That's a fun one. That's, I think that's a fun one. That's plus three hundred. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a that's a no brainer. Yeah. Well. Okay. So. They really define buzzer beaters. Shot to give team win as time expires. <laughs> so like there can't be like so point good. there can't be like point two it's seconds. Gotta like Georgia, it's gotta yeah. be like Georgia State. Yeah. Like, that's where um, it gets tricky. Uh, oh. That's a little less likely, but still. Sports madness. I mean, who the fuck is not betting on a buzzer gonna beater get you there? Yeah. Are they counting? Ju- is it just the first round, or the round, uh, or the, is it just the round of sixty-four? Does it include the first four in too? Oh, she, I, I think that includes the first four. No, 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 no. Any you buzzer I mean? beater in the first four games of the NCAA tournament. Oh, the f- oh. I bet on there to be a doink in the Super Bowl. I feel like I have to bet on a buzzer beater. <laughs> that was the easiest bet of all time with Harrison Butker. You knew that shit was hitting that up. Right? Oh, dude! I heard that, and I heard how much. What was it like? Plus seventeen hundred or something like that? No, it was plus four fifty. Oh, I thought it was a lot. I thought it was like astronomically higher. They would never give you odds like that for astronomical because the kicker okay. would find out. The kicker would hit the fucking upright. And then, anyways, I even still plus four fifty. Like that one sounded like just stupid easy to bet on. I don't know. I feel like it should have been like plus six hundred. I feel like I kind of got it fucked. Really should have been higher because doing kicks don't happen that often. Yeah, but it was. I don't know. Anyways, all right, so now in all right, all right. See you, Wyatt. See you, Wyatt. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you all right. having me. Awesome. So we're. Yeah, so we're in the so we're in the championship game here. We have Alabama versus Texas. What are the, what are our picks here? So my heart says Bama, but my wallet says Texas because I bet on Texas a week and a half ago to win the national title, and that would return me a lot of money. With Bama, okay, Break yeah, the tie, I, dudes. no, it's Bama, like. It's crazy because I don't have Bama. I've I filled out four brackets already. And I don't have Bama in, in, in any of them at all. This is my first one. Boy, boy, oh boy. Who, who are your winners in your other four brackets? <laughs> what? <laughs> I got a good one. <laughs> I have I had Grand Canyon, <laughs> not not in the championship, but I had Grand Canyon riding the wave, man. <laughs> no, Grand I had a. You're worse than Cat's mom. 
No, I, I love Grand Canyon. I don't know why. I just love that school. I just remember I, your mom yeah. showed me one your bra- her bracket one time, Cats, and it was just an abomination to man. Yeah. No, and one. Like- yeah, my mom's my mom's bracket. Well, she so she made the mistake of starting the bracket challenge the year that it was like, um, it was it was the year that Kentucky as an as like a seven seed won the national title. Oh no, that and was then, UConn and then the, the next year she was like. Eight. Oh shit! This happens every year, and then, <laughs> and, then, and then the next year's was just like off off the wall. Um, yeah, but she had like I, I think she had Butler going really far when Butler went. Yeah, uh, really far, but uh, yeah. All right. Well, that that should conclude our episode. Sam, you want to take us out? Yeah, I think. Uh... I think I got one segment left in me, Beans. Unless Cat, do you have anything you want to cover before you get off? Um, if you are you, you're not pulling up the thing again, but I was going to show you how KU got Baron. I mean, we got the hardest eight seed, we got the hardest four seed, we got uh, the hardest five seed. Um, we got TCU who's already beaten us by twenty. Um. KU's just not going far in this tournament. That's all I'm just going to say. And it's like not, the inverse it's not, last year. Last year when you kept Providence as that four seed, that was yeah, just like. That was a bone. That was a bone. I know. We we got a bone last year. So at the end of the day, I mean, we won the title last year, and I can just kind of sleep on that for a while. So it's okay. All right. One thing before we leave. We have one Salmonon post. This comes from my unverified source for Big 12 crap. Okay. Hearing Colorado... Oh, God, I can't speak. Hearing Colorado president and AD will meet with Brett Yormark on campus in the near future, possibly during the NCAA tournament or immediately after. There you go. Okay. Hmm. All around to the Big 12. Keep spreading it. It'd be pretty fun for football. football would, I'd see Colorado State before Colorado. You're an idiot if you think that. No, Colorado State's not coming in, no. Yeah, Colorado State ain't coming to the Big 12. I'm just and all for the Super Conference. I, 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 I want 30 teams in the conference for basketball next year. Dude, did you listen to last week's episode with my uh, ramblings? Uh, I didn't. I did not. What? That's a teaser for next week's episode. And with that, we conclude tonight's episode. We want to thank Land, Katz, and Wyatt for coming on today. Hoping Gavin gets less busy in the future and thanking Beans for all the editing that he's going to do to this thing because it was extremely long and not cohesive. This is definitely a Wednesday episode. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Well, Kat, this is the last person. Do you have a last word? Um, I'm just happy the tournament's back. Um, I don't really expect much from KU this go-round, so kind of just still thankful we won it last year because I just don't think this is the year. But, um, yeah, that's kind of it. Hawks winning it all. Oh, that and... And yep. go go oral. Oral's the go team. Go oral. 
I'm a big oral fan, big oral well, supporter. So I, but I would also love if maybe I want Duke to win it all. So then I can just be like, see, Coach K was holding them back all the time. <laughs> so, so I, I, I don't know. That kind of sounds pretty good out loud, but uh, <laughs> you got to play the long game. Need Duke to win this natty, so that way you can trash on Coach K's legacy. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's that's also what I'm most excited for. I'm most excited to just like spin narratives the entire tournament and to be being right. <laughs> okay. I love tweeting misinformation on the internet. It's gonna be no. a fun ass time. I'm basically just decided to be an internet troll. Let's. <laughs> this is <laughs> this time of year sucks because everybody fills out like 18 brackets and they're like, oh, I had I had uh, Kennesaw State in the uh, uh, Final Four. It's like, no shit, you filled out 18 brackets. Bro, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually watched the video today, and I know we said we were ending the show, but fuck you, it's our show. Um, I watched a video today, and it was this guy who was like, I can't stand it when people talk to me about their bracket, but like they have 20 brackets, and so you can't keep up. It's He called it the multiverse of March Madness. <laughs> <laughs> and it's he was so like, it's like he said, "What bracket is your team captain?" That's the only one you get to talk about. See, I I only do I I do like a bunch of brackets, but I go off of two, and I go off of like the one we put in, and then like mine. I make one serious one, and then a bunch of other like <laughs> one. And it's I, yeah. I I always pick a KU bracket, and then I pick who I, what I think is going to happen. I make my pessimistic KU bracket. <laughs> Honestly, <God. laughs> one, of, one of the dumber things that actually works, it worked great last year, is you just, if the team has blue, you advance them. And if wow. they have blue, you take the higher seed. It worked great for North Carolina last year. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but like, look at all the teams that win the Natties. Like, Baylor's an anomaly. Like KU blue, Duke blue, UNC blue, UCLA blue, UCLA blue, Kentucky oral oral is blue, oral is blue. All the good basketball schools are blue. Drake is blue. Drake is blue. Drake is blue. I support that. Maryland is like the one of the only other red teams. Like Syracuse, like Syracuse is orange, but they got blue in the color scheme. I ain't supporting that. UConn's blue. It's it's so uh, obvious. Yeah, go with blue. Easy. Just go with blue. When in doubt, advance the blue team. The blue, the blue picks. <laughs> That's why K State can't win dick in basketball because we're purple. There's too much red in our color scheme. <laughs> my 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 girlfriend's picking by mascots. Oh, so, that's a. So you really like the? I think it's Kennesaw State Owls. So wow, yeah. big big owl, big owl fan, and and, and the Horn Frogs. Man, so, she's not a big Musketeer girl. That's crazy. No, Musketeer now has got to be one of the. You know, who's the? Who would be the craziest mascot in this year's? Um, God, I don't know. I think oh, the Norse. It's the uh, Northern Kentucky Norse. Big, I like that. I like that mascot. Kentucky Nor. I don't know. I don't know. She That's a sixth yet. So, <laughs> Sun Devil is pretty cool. Sun Devil. Well, the, the, she was really conflicted because she had Sun Devil versus uh, Horn Horn Frogs. 
Ooh, bunch of yeah, bunch of spikes in them. That's a lot of that's a lot of spikes. That's a lot of spiky shit there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, but, did uh, she choose it by based upon like who would win in a fight? Um, no. How cute their mascot is. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm thinking she's like having this like big argument in her head, like, oh, a sun oh, devil yeah. would beat a frog. No. <laughs> big frog though. No. That explains the owl a little bit better. A little yeah. bit, yeah. Like the owl. That's funny. Who she got in the natty? Who's winning the natty? Or frogs? Let's go. Big, it's big not even frogs. a cute I'm logo. I'm the horn frogs too. Fuck it. Oh, oh uh, shit! All right, Sam, we gotta get out of here. Yeah, we gotta get out of here. Thanks to everyone for uh, listening again. Thanks to everyone for coming on. If you want some merch, it's linked in our Twitter at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S. Thank you again to everyone for putting up with us for over a year. Season two continuing and we out. Peace. See you later.